Welcome to Courageous Wellness. My name is Erica Stein. And I'm Allie French. And this is a podcast about individual journeys toward wellness and how to navigate it all. After Allie experienced a cancer diagnosis in her 20s, and Erica went through a sustained 50-pound weight loss and self-love journey, we created a platform to interview real people from all walks of life that have combined all types of practices. From physical wellness to emotional and spiritual, we hear courageous stories and focus on why it's important to share them. We are both certified integrative nutrition health coaches, and together with our community, we are learning to live our most courageous lives by sharing one courageous story at a time. It takes courage to share these journeys, and by talking about them, we aim to destigmatize the process. We want you to be your own health advocate, feel educated and informed on the latest in health and wellness, and empower you to feel your absolute best. Join us as we in our community share our courageous wellness. Today, we sit down with Ruth Elnikave, a Toronto-based chef, holistic nutritionist, culinary instructor, recovering corporate lawyer, and founder of Joya. Her projects are fueled by one main goal, to spread the pure joy experienced when sharing and savoring delicious real food. Joya reinvents functional foods by harnessing the potential of the most nutrient-dense, plant-based ingredients on the planet to create a line of superfood and functional snacks and drinks that are as decadent and delicious as they are nourishing and effective. We are huge fans of Joya products, which are just as beautiful as they are delicious. All Joya elixirs and teas are what they call functional squared. Using a unique two-step approach, they combine carefully chosen adaptogens with complementary functional ingredients that together support wellness holistically, setting you up for peak performance. We have a wonderful conversation on adaptogens, nutrition, functional foods, and Ruth's journey. And we want to hear your thoughts, so please get in touch by visiting us at CourageousWellness.net or tag us on Instagram at CourageousWellness. Enjoy the episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Ned. Ned produces the highest quality full spectrum CBD from organic hemp plants sourced entirely from an independent farm in Colorado. Erica and I discovered Ned when co-founder Adrian Zimmerman was a guest on our show. We were both really impressed with the products after trying them. One of the things that really stood out to both of us was the transparency of the brand. Ned actually shares third-party lab results, who their farmers are, and details of the extraction process directly with their consumers. We strive to be informed consumers, and Ned makes the process really accessible. I have become a dedicated user of Ned products and have been able to replace my monthly use of ibuprofen to manage period discomfort with Ned's natural cycles collection of salves, tinctures, and roll-ons. This collection is slow crafted with love from an extraordinary group of women and provides a more holistic anti-inflammatory and natural pain relief option. So Erica, what's your favorite? My favorite Ned product is definitely their full spectrum hemp oil and I personally use the 750 milligram tincture. When I consistently take it, I notice a huge difference in my anxiety, sleep, and general mood. In addition to the tincture, I also really love applying the hemp-infused body butter to my neck and shoulders before bed. It helps me relax, soothes aches and pains, and allows me to wind down at the end of the day. Ned is also now offering an immunity blend tincture that we are consistently taking. 
This blend naturally supports our immune system and combines botanicals, herbs, and fungi to offer functional immune support. 100% of profits are also donated to EcoHealth Alliance to support their fight against pandemics and promotion of conservation. If you want to check out Ned and try their products and their CBD for yourself, we have a special offer for the Courageous Wellness audience. Go to www.helloned.com slash podcast. That's H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com slash podcast to get 15% off your first order plus free shipping. Thank you, Ned. We know you're going to love it. You can also find the direct link in our show notes and check out all of their wellness products. Thank you, Ruth, for joining us today. Thanks for having me. So great to be here. We're excited to hear about your story and um, learn more about Joya. So just to get started for our listeners, can you tell us a little bit about your personal journey um, and then how that led you to become interested in, in wellness? What is your wellness story? Yeah. My wellness story is, is kind of a lifelong story, um, but that only kind of very recently led me to wanting to pursue it, I guess, from a business perspective. But I've always, I mean, from the time I was a, a little girl, I've always been really athletic. And, and as I got older, um, also just grew up eating amazing food, not necessarily kind of what you know, mainstream, we'd consider like uber healthy food today, but just really amazing homemade food. And as I got older, kind of my interests started to evolve and kind of in diet and nutrition and wellness in general. But yeah, it was always part of my life in some way, shape or form. And um, always, again, being very passionate about cooking as well. And then eventually having gone to culinary school. And so, yeah, my journey kind of evolved. And as I learned more and, and again, became more athletic growing up. Um, but it wasn't until I practiced law in my 30s where, not by choice, I ended up you know, working 18 hours a day, sitting at a desk for many, many hours, you know, not moving as much as I would have liked, not eating the kind of foods I would have liked. And that just kind of made me realize um, a, I guess how much I took it for granted when it was just part of easily part of my life, but that really kind of pushed me in that direction of no, like I see what life is when I don't have this and how it can affect me and emotionally and mentally and physically. A, I need to turn my life around and get back on track. But then also after leaving the law and then studying holistic nutrition, and that was kind of the first time I was exposed to that kind of that aspect of wellness, like the true holistic, functional, um, preventative health, like that approach to wellness. And then that just grabbed me. I just, especially coming from those you know, almost 10 crazy years in corporate law, it really spoke to me and it's kind of downhill or uphill, I guess, from there. I just kind of dove deep into that rabbit hole. And then also um, I got quite sick around that time and healed myself through those modalities. And so just when I got deeper and deeper into it um, and eventually, you know, decided to turn it into the business just because it, it meant so much to me at that point in my life. So was getting sick while working like that crazy corporate life, was that the impetus to go back to school or how did you decide that you needed to 
I guess, take your health and wellness into your own hands as opposed, because I'm sure there were doctors and the medical route, but what made you want to kind of take it into your own hands that you felt was missing? Yeah. So funny enough, it happened after I left the law. So I eventually left the law just because it's kind of a time in my life. It was the age I was at and how many years I was already there. And I just... I got to that point where I pretty much had to decide if I wanted to pursue partnership or not. And I just knew without a doubt at that time, I was kind of around 40, that this was not what I wanted to do for the next 20 years of my life. So I left and I was still, I mean, feeling fine. I probably was already not fine, but feeling fine. Um, Analogy I like to draw kind of in terms of our wellness and, you know, how we actually are and how we feel is, you know, our wellness is kind of like a, a bucket, if you want to call it that. And as long as there's that much room still left in your bucket, right, that room, when I say room, I mean, like things your body can tolerate, you think you're fine. You don't realize how close to not being fine you are. And it's that moment that that one drop that overflows the bucket where suddenly you have the symptoms and suddenly. So I was probably already not fine when I was at the law firm, but it hadn't, I hadn't overflowed. And it was probably about six months after leaving that what seemed to me like overnight, I went from feeling totally fine, hit workouts five days a week, like everything felt totally fine to barely being able to get out of bed, walking like a zombie, my digestive system shutting down, my hormonal system shutting down. It just, it felt like an overnight thing, but it clearly you know, was an accumulation. Um, so that actually happened a few months into the nutrition program. So I had decided to do the nutrition program because when I left the law firm, I didn't yet know what I wanted to do next. And I'd heard about this program. It sounded right up my alley in terms of wellness and food and all the things I'm passionate about. So I kind of said, you know what, one year, I'll take the year to learn all these amazing things and hopefully in that year, figure out what I wanted to do next. And then that's when all the health issues started. And luckily for me being in this program, because again, otherwise I wouldn't have known about all these modalities and, and functional herbs and all these things. I probably would have ran to my GP. But everything that was happening to me was everything we were learning about in the program. So luckily I had access to that knowledge, had access to amazing practitioners, and ended up um, working on my own issues you know, in that kind of functional way. I love the analogy of the bucket. The first time, actually, I think the only other person that has shared that with us on our podcast is um, nutritionist Robert Yang, who is one of our earlier guests. And he does a lot of um, sort of like, yeah, functional nutrition and training and gut health. And um, that analogy of like that you only have that much sort of room, maybe you're building it up, but like at a certain point, whatever that stressor is, you're going to overflow. And that's why we need to do certain sort of self-care and, um, you know, nervous system sort of tapping into our parasympathetic and, and care for ourselves in that way so that we don't hit that one thing that may tip over the bucket. Um, and so I think that's a great, like easy way to think about it. And, um, 
Erica always references it too. We just like, we love that. I love it so much. And yeah, I think what's so interesting about your journey as well as you were so lucky, right? Or it was like protection almost that you were in that program when you, when your bucket tipped over. Um, but I think your story is also so relatable in the sense that yes, you had this like understanding that like you didn't want to be in this corporate law world for the next 20 years. Um, and I think a lot of people have that experience in their forties, but I'm also hearing so many people are having that wake up moment younger and younger. Like I feel like now I, I we're in our thirties and I feel like so many people are awakening to, they live their twenties in this getting their bucket filled to the very tip, tip, tippity top. And so many younger people are actually getting sick with cancer and different chronic illnesses like Allie even, right? Got diagnosed with cancer at 29. Um, so it's just very interesting. And I think very relatable where either your bucket tips over and you get sick and you have to reevaluate or you just realize like, why am I doing what I'm doing? And could there be more? So I think that's just a very relatable um, part of your story that um, is, is, is so wonderful. And so maybe now you can tell us a little bit about Joya and how it was born and, and what it is. Yeah. So kind of ties back to what, you know, I, I pushed myself down the corporate route because um, I thought I knew myself when I was younger and I, for whatever reason, I thought that that's what I needed to be happy career-wise, something, you know, intellectually stimulating and professional and corporate and whatever. Um, so no one forced me, no one pushed me. It wasn't a family. It was purely me. Um, and even though I was so passionate about food and wellness my whole life, for whatever reason, I had this thing in my head that always said, nope, that's your hobby. Like, that's your passion. That's your hobby. Keep it that. And don't mix that with your nine to five and didn't, you know, didn't want to risk losing my passion for it if it became my nine to five. So I pushed myself down the corporate route and then having the, all the experience I had with the really, really rigorous kind of burning the candle at both ends and realizing again that, and I also, I went into law not because I ever wanted to be a lawyer. Like I just kind of fell into it. It was a good degree to get. And then I graduated and I was like, okay, well, now what? I mean, I just spent four years studying, you know, it's kind of just fell into it. And I was good at it. And there were a lot of interesting things about it, but my heart was never in it. Like it was never that thing. I was never excited about it. It never, and I also, because I started, um, I started that career quite late in life. I was about eight years older than most people in my um, kind of cohort. So because I started late and then I kind of woke up when I was around 40 and said, you know what, this is like, where is my whole life gone? This isn't what I want to do. Like I want to wake up every day and do something that I'm truly passionate about. So I left and kind of had to start this whole new journey to figure what that was. Cause I, I didn't know, like I left that career, not knowing what I was going to do next, but then having the experience of studying nutrition and then having, it was almost good in a way that I had that health, uh, challenge during the program because it just made me realize so many things that are important. And while I was, again, always into food before and always into wellness before, because I hadn't experienced something like that myself, I, I never thought about it from that extreme 
one of the importance of it. And as soon as I went through that and realized how many other people were going through that or having similar challenges, that's when I started to say, okay, there's, I, I, for A, I want to be able to help people who are going through this, but don't have the resources and the knowledge that I do. But that was also when just suddenly my brain started to put everything together, all my passions, all my knowledge. And I said, wait a minute, you know, for the last, I don't know how many years I've been buying kind of products in the market that are supposed to help with these kinds of things and help keep you healthy and strong. But I didn't really like any of them. Like everything was either um, tasty, but kind of questionable quality or good. Like you knew it was doing something, but tasted like medicine. Like there was nothing that was just enjoyable that you knew was good, that you knew was good quality. And, was enjoy and for me, that's when my brain started to say, wait a minute you know, my culinary background and now my kind of nutrition and holistic health background, I, I, A, I know there's a need in the market. People need these products, but there's got to be a way to do them better. And that's when it just kind of started to come together for me. And I felt like I had the knowledge and the experience and the education to do it. And so Joya kind of came out of that. Yeah. I mean, that's, we love hearing those stories where, I feel like there's so much when people have a personal need for something or see a need in the market because of their own experiences, there's always a sense of like real, um, not only just purpose, but sort of commitment to quality because they're so invested like emotionally in the products that they create as well. And I feel like you can kind of feel that from your products and so can you tell our listeners what you guys do, what you, what you offer, what, um, what Joya has to offer? What is your lineup? Yeah. So right now our, our main products are our herbal elixirs and our herbal teas. So we do sell chocolate kind of seasonally as well, but that's kind of more of like a fun add-on product. But our main uh, products are our functional products and they're all formulated to support health um, in a number of ways. So kind of bottom line for all the products we create are that they have to be adaptogenic. And for me, that's, it's not about, and it will never be about trends in the market or what's popular right now, or, you know, certain ingredients that are popular. Um, to me, that all boils down to how we formulate our products and how I believe kind of the best way to approach um, preventative health is. And in a nutshell, kind of the thought process there is we have all these different systems and functions in our body, right? Digestion, cognition, immunity, reproduction, whatever. But, and, but everything works together. You know, we often think about just tackling, right? We have an issue with this, we'll tackle that, but everything works together. And the one thing that kind of underlies all those things is our stress level. And at the end of the day, if the body's all wound up and stressed, you can take all the supplements and pills and whatever you want for digestion. But if your body's all wound up and they're not going to help and say, right, because that's, that's kind of the, right. When we're in fight or flight mode, it doesn't matter what we want at everything else is not a priority anymore for the body. So I knew that in formulating our products, even though we were going to have products for, again, for immunity and digestion and all these other things, they also had to be adaptogenic because you have to tackle those issues together. So that's why when you look at our products, if you look on the label and like the benefit for each, 
there are kind of two to three benefits for each product because every product is adaptogenic and so adaptogenic and cognitive or adaptogenic and calming. Um, if anybody doesn't know, I'm just going to jump in for a sec. If any, I feel like a lot of our listeners are sort of, sort of aware of adaptogens, but, but for anyone who might be listening that is not really aware of what adaptogens do, can you just do a quick breakdown for them? Sure. Um, so adaptogens are a very well-researched class of herbs um, and medicinal mushrooms that um, they have to meet a very specific definition. So it's, it's not like you can just call any herb that has really good health benefits an adaptogen. And essentially, they are herbs and mushrooms that kind of do three main things. So they help the body's response to stress right? We're kind of battered with stress over and over and our body to some extent can deal with that. But when it becomes too much, the body can't effectively deal with that anymore. So adaptogens really kind of help the body build up that resiliency and with kind of all the stress we're getting, maintain kind of that optimal functioning. Um, Second thing they do, and again, tied to that is just, again, they generally support the body's metabolic processes and functioning. So a lot of herbs will help the body in a specific way. Like they'll help again with digestion or they help, whereas adaptogens kind of help more generally. They almost in a way read what the body needs, but they help maintain that overall balance in the body. And they really help with a number of systems. Um, And then the other kind of key thing, and again, this is ties back to how the body works, but the three kind of main systems that, um, adaptogens really tackle our, um, our nervous system, our hormone, our hormone system and our immunity. Um, and again, they're all, you know, I'm going to the sides of it. They're all really kind of interrelated. Um, so you can see, so adaptogens are quite broad. They, to be honest, they almost sound miraculous. Like when you really kind of get into the science of it, it, I have my moments where I'm, it's really hard to believe how kind of incredible. And that's why there's not all that many herbs that are true adaptogens. A lot of companies will, um, in their branding, kind of throw that term on just superfoods or herbs that aren't quite adaptogens. Mm -hmm. Um, But there really only are a handful of herbs that have been studied extensively, um, you know, not only used in Ayurveda and traditional medicine for thousands of years, but have actually been studied more recently and been proven to be adaptogens. Thank you for explaining that. I think my first introduction with adaptogens was with ashwagandha, which I feel like gets, it's like the, the de-stressor um, adaptogen um, that's supposed to help with anxiety. And I do struggle with anxiety, but um, it's, it's interesting because you, you hear about them, but to be honest, I, I didn't really understand it. And, and your products make it so easy because um, even learning when I dove a little deeper about how, you know, I love coffee, but I also know coffee can make me more anxious. So it's like a double-edged sword. Something brings me joy, but I know might give me anxiety a little later. So um, actually with your um, turmeric elixir blend. There's ashwagandha in it, and I've actually mixed it with my coffee. And um, coffee, right? it like- is really good. It's like a, a little golden milk. Yeah. But what's nice about that is I've noticed that when I do add like an adaptogen like ashwagandha with my coffee, or I incorporate it before I have that cup, um, my body 
I feel as if, I don't know if this is scientific, but I feel as if my body processes the caffeine differently and I don't feel like I, it affects my anxiety as much. So it's very interesting what adaptogens can do. But again, it's, it's wonderful to learn from you about them because it's not intuitive necessarily, right? Like I wouldn't be like, oh, ashwagandha on a shelf, that's going to help my anxiety, right? So there, there is, I think, um, research that we need to do to advocate for ourselves, but also to find trusted brands that, you know, can, can tell us this will make you glow, this will make you calm or <laughs> whatever it is that we might be looking for, you know, to um, superfood our coffee or teas or, you know, as part of our self-care rituals. And I think you kind of hit on two really important points. I think that people have to remember it's, you know, no product, no ingredient is a cure-all, right? Like you can't live a crazy, wild, reckless lifestyle and expect, you know, to have an elixir every day and, and for that to compensate for everything. So they are very helpful, but as part of, you know, a more balanced, you know, holistic approach. And again, you can have, you know, do these crazy wild things every once in a while, but again, it's, there has to be some balance there. It's, it's a piece of your lifestyle puzzle, right? They are super powerful, um, but you have to look at it holistically. And the second part there is, you know, yes, these are amazing ingredients, but that doesn't mean that you can put, you know, a quarter teaspoon in your drink every day and, and that's it, right? There, there are amounts, right? There are quantities, minimal quantities that, you know, it's, it's at the end of the day, this is an herbal medicine practice or it's a traditional medicine practice. And so that's, I think, also where consumers have to be careful because you know, there are a lot of products out there that just to be able to kind of ride that trend or that wave, they will put the most minuscule amount of some of these ingredients in there and, you know, slap on adaptogenic or, you know, and th that's obviously not, you know, how they work. So like you said, it's about doing your research, knowing, you know, knowing you can trust you, but doing your own research too. I mean, looking at the label, looking at amounts, asking questions if you're not sure, because there are some amazing products out there. It's just a matter of, you know, finding the ones that are truly effective and truly medicinal doses and that you can trust. Um, that, that sort of concept leads me into my next question for you. I know that, uh, Joya, you have a commitment to sustainability and sourcing. And so I'm curious, especially like as a starting a small business, as a, a new entrepreneur in this venture, um, since you started it, how do you go about ensuring that you source in a way that's sustainable and um, really like keep to that commitment that you guys have, um, especially when it comes to products not only with the adaptogens, the herbs, the teas, but with chocolate too. Cause I know that can be really, um, I don't know. I've heard, I've heard some like kind of horrific stories recently about if you don't get sort of like a certain quality chocolate, what the sort of labor practices are around the world, even with that kind of that industry. So I'm just curious, how do you, how do you go about starting that process of sourcing your materials? to be honest, is probably one of the most challenging parts of operations and definitely one of the most time consuming parts of the business. But again, it's, it, there's no other way. I mean, at least for me, and it's just 
doing a lot of research. It's, it's not just buying ingredients from the first supplier you find or the cheapest supplier you find. It's, it's just a lot of research and finding those suppliers that you trust and you know their story and they have the certifications. And, um, you know, we can't obviously, you know, there's not every single ingredient, I mean, is, um, you know, like sourcing spices, for example, is quite different, like you were saying, than chocolate. And like, so for chocolate, I mean, we get different, we have different chocolate for our cacao, like in our bliss mm-hmm. and different chocolate for our chocolate bars. Um, but particularly with cacao, like we're very careful. We have two different suppliers and we know um, they have certification programs around. They're actually funding community programs and we're sourcing cacao that's um, not only it's beyond fair trade, it's like the prices that are paid are far beyond fair trade. And again, the money goes back to supporting the community and education and sustainability. So it's, yeah, it's about doing a research and, and finding those suppliers that you trust and you want to partner with. Um, and again, yeah, for every ingredient, making sure, you know, you know, you know who they are. I guess you can, uh, you can mass buy or you can aggregate ingredient sourcing from kind of one source you get right and for us we just we do it all direct i think it's the only way to really know for sure is to just do it yourself and do it direct so again complicates things because we are dealing with a million different suppliers instead of just having one touch point who gets you know right but that's what joy is all about like to me that's it's just part of it it's the story it's knowing where your ingredients are coming from, knowing the quality. And we can't stop there. We still independently lab test everything ourselves to make sure. But it's, this isn't just a business. This isn't just about creating yummy products for people. Like this is about, like you said, sustainability. It's about contributing to the world and the planet in a deeper way. And if you don't pay attention to that part of the business, then, Mm. then it really is just a food product. Yeah. And I think consumers are, appreciate that more and more. And I think especially, you know, because we're realizing like we are one and connected with nature and the globe and we aren't just these like independent humans that exist separate from the natural world and environment. I feel like this year has shown that more than ever. If you weren't awake to it before, like, you know, nature is in control. So we have to, you know, care. And I think consumers do care more and more about sustainability and sourcing. And um, yeah, so that's so great. And I have another question too about adaptogens in terms of, you know, I know when dealing with herbs and and, um, yeah, I think herbs and even some like, you know, natural foods sometimes, it can mix with um, medications or different things that people are on. So is there anything that if anybody is listening and they're like, I really want to try, um, you know, um, adaptogens and I want to look into your elixirs, is there anything that is kind of like a disclaimer or people who might be taking medication or any other supplements should be aware of? Like, how do we know... I think that's so interesting with the supplement world too right now is there's so many, um, you know, I don't know if people always know what they're taking supplement wise or um, if they are taking medications that are prescribed by a doctor. I know things just can sometimes mix differently if you can speak to that. Yeah. So in general, 
um, if you're a relatively healthy person and you're just taking products like ours, while there is definitely a science behind, you know, proper herb combining, um, it's one thing we do in our formulations. We don't, again, just going to put reishi in this product and, and lines made like every single one of our blends is very carefully formulated to be complementary and for the herbs to be synergistic and work together. But if someone doesn't know that, which most people, you know, do not and just take other products, there's not really a chance of a negative side effects as much as it just might, some of them might cancel each other out and just might not get as many of the benefits. But when it comes to, like you were saying, actual medications, or if you're on a program of sorts with your practitioner, that's when you really want to speak to whoever your healthcare practitioner is before taking these products. Because absolutely, these, these are powerful ingredients, right? Like, yes, they're herbs, but that, that's what medicine used to be. I mean, I think people often underestimate the power of, right? And these aren't just whole herbs, they're extracts. So they're truly medicinal. And so, yes, if you're on medications or, or have any condition or disease or anything like that, you're, you know, you're best running, you know, anything that you want to take by your healthcare practitioner. Cause I, I could never say, right. I mean, the human body's so complex and I don't know what anyone may have. So there's no, there's no one rule. Like the one rule is really run it by your healthcare. Well, yeah. And, and I learned this because I have a family member who has um, a heart condition and they take blood thinners. And of course, because of that, they're, they're very aware. You know, I was like, let me um, feed you these cookies I made with all these superfoods in it or a smoothie. And they were like, I can't have superfoods because of my blood thinners, you know, or certain ones. And I had never thought about that. So I think it's also just a good reminder for our listeners, if you're on or off medication, like, you know, to always be careful, because like you said, like herbs are powerful and they're medicine and it was medicine before it was medicine. So I just, yeah, I love that. Cause I think sometimes with Instagram or everything just looks so trendy and healthy, but you know, one person's health could, you know, make somebody else sick. So we're all just individual creatures, but yeah good things to keep in mind. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm curious now that you, um, that you guys are out and, uh, distributed. Can you talk to us a little bit about a, like where, where people can try your products, where they can find them. And then also what is your vision for your brand moving forward? Yeah. Um, well, we, we just launched, I keep just saying a few months ago, and I guess time's flying by. We launched about, I guess, eight months ago now. So um, our wholesale efforts were a little bit delayed because of COVID. So we're still kind of currently mainly available on our website, um, but just about to kick off our wholesale program now. So hopefully kind of in the coming months, we'll be available um, on other websites and brick and mortar channels as well. Um, and we're actually about to very soon launch in Canada, which is kind of it's too bad, right? We're a Canadian brand and we haven't yet launched in Canada, but the regulatory regime up here around kind of supplement type products is, yeah, it's, it's very different than in the States, put it that way. So our launch uh, approvals and everything here took a, a little bit longer, but um, yeah. So right now it's, it's mainly our website, which is joya.ca. And the future of the brand, I mean, you know, again, for me, 
you know, we launched with certain products, but I, I just, I want to grow the offering in that same general space, right? It's always going to be about products that promote health in one way, shape or form, but that are equally joy inducing. And that's going to be flavor, right? It, it may not always be food products. We may, you know, eventually expand the line to include body care products, but there's always, as the name suggests to me, it's always that balance between that medicinal effectiveness and joy. Because at the end of the day, my philosophy on wellness is if you, if you're suffering, like if you're trying to consume something and you're like masking the flavor because you don't write, or if you're not truly enjoying your wellness routine, you're not truly well. Like that's not being well, that's not right. So that component of joy is so important for me. So in everything we do going forward, we'll expand our Elixir line and our tea line, but in any products we launch, it's, it's just products that really bridge that gap between wellness and, and joy. Yeah. One thing I love about you guys too, is that you have really beautiful packaging. Yeah. I of genius designers here up in Toronto. I've got, yeah, they've been, they created the brand, the brand itself. And, have done a lot with us from the time we launched. And yes, I, I wish I could take credit for that, but they're, yeah, amazing, amazing partners in that respect. What is, do you have a favorite product? Do you have a favorite? It's kind of like asking a mother if she has a favorite child. <laughs> um, or maybe one that you use the most, yeah. like one that you, you go to the most. I have, I think I have products that I prefer at different times. So I'm very... I'm moody with everything I do, everything I eat. Every, I just, yeah, I'm not one of those people that I just X and I like that all the time. Like, oh, in the mornings I like one thing and in the evening. So, um, you know, I won't have focus at night. Like I won't have typically that much caffeine right before going to bed. But, you know, I love focus either in the morning or it's kind of like an early afternoon pick me up. Mm-hmm. Um, bliss also, like sometimes I'll blend it into my coffee for a mocha um, but I really love it just on its own at night to help me wind down before bed. And the turmeric one, that's, that one's kind of fun. You can have it any time. I mean, yeah, so it just really, for me, it's like, what do I crave right now? Like, what does my body crave? Or, um, and then it also depends, am I drinking it or am I, you know, am I adding it into food? Or I really don't. It's just, yeah, I'm moody. <laughs> I'm moody. I love it. Love for all of them. Yeah. Live for all your babies. <laughs> well, I mean, I wouldn't have, I developed them, so I wouldn't right. uh, put them out there if I wasn't happy with them. So did you develop all the, um, the recipes, like with your culinary background, all the sort of compilation and recipes for all of them yourself? Yeah. Yeah. It was very much kind of the marriage of my culinary background and the kind of herbal medicine and yeah. training and yeah, trying to figure out um, very methodical at first and then, you know, the R and D, but yeah, figuring out kind of narrowing it down to ingredients again, that are very complementary for each, for each blend that are synergistic mm-hmm. and then kind of looking at it with a different lens and okay, that's great. These work together, but will they taste great together? Right. Which and- is where the culinary component comes in, which I think is often, like you said, it's so important because if your wellness is not enjoyable to you, then is it really 
a wellness practice, you know? Um, we even talk about that. We've done interviews where people, uh, even just like the psychology of food, where it's like, if you're in a mindset where you're really enjoying something, you're going to digest it differently than if you are feeling punishment or shame around it or whatever that might be, regardless of how healthy it is for you. So um, I think that component of joy in your products is really you know, it's important and people really respond to that from both from a branding perspective, but also just from a, like an enjoyment of the, especially with elixirs, because there's something, those are the types of things that you really savor. An elixir is not something like you're going to just pound it down. It's, you're going to take time to make it and take time to drink it. And people don't even realize like, even just what you described right there, that process of just taking a moment and savoring something, right? Stopping like, get off your computer, get off your, just sitting down and it could be two minutes, but just inhaling it and savoring it. Like the benefits that that, forget the ingredients in there, the benefit that that has on your stress levels and your mood. Like if people took literally just two minutes every morning and two minutes every evening, just to do something like that, that just allows them to disconnect and enjoy and the the benefits on wellness is you know it's great and that's before factoring in again the you know the ingredients themselves and so it's very important and for me again i i was into food before you know i studied well i mean i've been into food my whole life i was in my 20s when i went to culinary school and kind of really dove into that world and so for me even before i knew anything about holistic wellness I knew the power that joy has to bring people, uh, the food has, sorry, to bring people joy. Like food was the thing. I got it from my mother and my grandmother, whose name is Joya, um, kind of, you know, inspired the importance to me of, you know, food is that thing that can bring people around the table and everyone's laughing and smiling and enjoying. Like it it has so much power. And so I think it's probably why for me, you know, a lot of people love food right and but for me it's it's always such a significant role in my life and in memories and experiences that I've had in my life that I think that's why when I came to this business it just it was such a core part of you know yes the products are going to be medicinal and they're going to be beneficial but they have to bring people joy yeah love we love that and we definitely agree um Yeah. And food should be joy and life should be joy. So I think that's a really good segue to, to asking you, we always ask our guests three wrap up questions. And the first is what is your self care practice and what does self care look like for you? Well, it's a, it's a roller coaster of a ride right now, but you know, in general, um, movement is always, a really important thing for me and, and not just because I've been athletic my whole life, but it's, um, it's an outlet. It's an, you know, it, it's a break. Um, it, it just, for me, yeah, it, it, it feels great and it also helps with, you know, my performance. And my, so I just, I need that, um, that kind of daily movement. Again, sometimes my life's crazy right now, you know, with the business. So sometimes it's shorter and sometimes it's longer, but, squeezing that in is a big thing. Um, to me, actually, one of the tricks I've been using is what we were just talking about, like those little moments, like I, I just don't always have as much time as I'd like for self-care. So 
even just taking those few minutes just to enjoy my elixir or my tea or my coffee quietly, you know, and, and just savor and block out because I know what's waiting for me, you know. So just little things like that are really major for me right now. Um, and then, you know, the food part is a big thing too. Again, like it's, with so much going on, I just want to eat food that's nourishing and exciting and brings me joy. Um, so those are the three kind of main things for me. That's awesome. Thank you. And then um, one of the other questions we ask all of our guests is, do you have a book that you would refer or recommend um, that has been particularly influential to you on your journey? And it can be on anything. It could be, you know, on business, on superfoods, on, it could be a novel that you loved, just anything that's meant something to you over the course of your journey. So many. I know it's always narrowing it down. That's the hardest. One book and I'm actually um, rereading it right now because as much as the messaging is important, I kind of got sucked up in work and lost track, but I don't know if you've heard of the book. Um, Is it called in praise of slow? Yeah. So it's really all about slowing down and in every aspect of life, the author, it's really interesting. He goes through, working out slowly and eating slowly and whatever. I was first gifted it literally the week that I was about to start practicing corporate law because a friend of mine who knew about the career I was about to go into, she's like, you're gonna, you need this book. Like you need to remember it's going to be a hectic, you know, life. And, um, and I read it way back then and I kind of forgot about it because you get caught up in your life. But Things started getting really intense um, again for me with the business lately. And I just, I remembered about the book and I felt like I needed the reminder. And so I'm reading it again. And it's so great because you don't have to have a crazy career. Like we live in a fast paced society and we just lose track. Like we, we miss the moments. We miss the beautiful moments that are happening around us because we're so, you know, go, go, go and focused on. So it's a really great book that just gives you all these tips and reminds you how important it is to just slow down and savor kind of the now. So that was- have to check that out. Um, And then the last question that we ask all of our guests is, what does being courageous mean to you? I think to me, one of the biggest parts of that is being true to yourself and doing what you need to do to be proud of who you are regardless of kind of what other people think or kind of not not making decisions based on what you think other people expect or what other people are going to think you know just yeah having having the courage to live your life and make decisions in life that you're going to be proud of at the end of the day when you look back on them. I think that's really great advice. And, you know, it's, I feel like that's, that's the thing for everybody in their own way, right? Is like, how do we live more authentically for ourselves? Um, 
Well, we want to really thank you for joining us today. And before we wrap up, where can just mention again where everybody can find you and your products and follow you on Instagram and things like that? Yeah. So uh, check out our website. It's joya.ca. Um, and follow us on Instagram where the handle's The Joya Life. Um, that same on Facebook. And yeah, visit, hang out, say hi. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you both so much for having me. That was so much fun. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Courageous Wellness. Tune in every Wednesday for a new episode featuring a different guest each week. Subscribe, rate, and write us a nice review. And you can also follow us on Instagram at Courageous Wellness or get in touch via our website, www.courageouswellness.net where you can also find additional info about our health coaching services, virtual group events, newsletter, and more. Until next week, I'm Allie. And I'm Erica, and we're Courageous Wellness.